Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hi, everybody. So this is a powerful episode. And I also want to be mindful of where you're at and what you want to invite into your experience today and in this moment and give you a heads up that there are some trigger warnings with this episode. It talks about a variety of different things. Um, It does really speak to some events around physical violence. It talks about the death of a a child. Um, It talks about, I'm I'm like, I feel like I'm getting emotional, just like revisiting all the things that we talked about. Um, it, It definitely goes into some big topics. And being that we're discussing the power of forgiveness, we really have guests that are sharing some of, I'd say, just like the most impactful things that you can really think about and how they've navigated through finding forgiveness within themselves for what has happened for their own well-being, not for anyone else. And so um, James is actually going to be sharing some of his story, uh, how he was um, brutally beaten and how it actually led to his sobriety after some time. And that is a powerful freaking story. So I'm excited for you to hear about that. And then uh, we also have Missy as well, who is a member of the recovery community, who is going to be sharing her story and a variety of the things that have happened, uh, the challenges that she's had and how she actually has found within herself through some various daily practices and through her own spiritual growth. Um, a a place of finding some peacefulness through forgiveness. So I think that whether you have found 
um, yourself in a really big situation like that, or even in just like the small day-to-day shit that we hold on to, I'm going to touch on as well. Well, how do we take these principles even in kind of like smaller, you know, relationship kinds of arguments or things that we have where we're holding on to resent- resentments with other people? How do we move forward from there and let go of that shit, you know, so that we can feel better about it and not be holding on to any um, energies of, you know, conflict or dissonance that we don't need into our experience. So I hope you enjoy it. And I'd love to hear your comments. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi. Hello, hello, hello. (sighs) So I feel like I need to take some like deep breaths just to like Mm -hmm. arrive here. What are you feeling you need today? I'm feeling like I absolutely need to honor that. (laughs) 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 I mean, let's just be like honest with anyone that may be watching, like energetically things feel a little weird today. Is that right? A little. For the last week or two things. I mean, I think it's sort of the collective energy of what is going on. And I feel like those, I mean, I was talking about empaths and I feel like those um, that are, more sensitive energetically or feeling it the most. Um, Mm. I also like when I tuned in during meditation um, was getting that like, there's some denser energies being released right now for our own healing. And I feel like, I mean, I am not quite ready to dive into this topic of what's going on with me and also knowing how to navigate things that involve like other people. But it's like, I had some really big realizations. that I am like sort of just like opening my eyes to and that is like bringing up a lot of shit for me right now. And it's, um, yeah, I feel like it's been um, definitely something I'm going to bring the power of forgiveness to. <laughs> I, well, I know what you're talking about, but I just figured we'd have that little disclaimer that we're kind of jumping into this, navigating through a lot of different waters to get to this topic. And if anyone else is feeling it, like we're with you. Things are a little weird a little shaky energetically for myself as well i think there's a lot going on especially for empaths so welcome (laughs) i think that we also should before we dive into certain things um sometimes people don't know exactly what they're going to hear and like everyone else being in different states i will definitely put it when we get our this edited for a podcast that there's some like trigger warnings here and different things but i do feel like before we go into different stories just to honor where everyone's at that we should probably mention that because there might be people that are just like, man, where I'm at today, I just can't go there. And I think that everyone should sort of get to choose. I think it's powerful things that are going to be shared and there's going to be a lot of healing that comes from it. Some people might just be like, not today. I can't do it today, you know, later. Um, I'm actually really wondering as well, like with me feeling at this very sort of like vulnerable, sort of very, like I feel very like emotionally raw right now. I'm wondering what it's going to be like for me to like really witness these stories. And um, I mean, I'm okay with it. And I, it's going to be interesting. Um, so what brought you to this topic? Cause we had some conversations about, um, different topics and I know the power of forgiveness was like something that was really huge for you in your journey. So what what was it that made you really want to bring this now? 
Well, I, I think it continues to be really huge in my journey. And I, I think that even now, sometimes I, I suck at attending to forgiveness in a timely manner. And I, I really like thinking about it. Like I kind of tried to like backtrack on this topic too. Like you like would mention something. I'm like, oh, you don't want to do this topic? This week? awesome, cool, you know? But oh, I <laughs> interesting. And I'm so glad that, you know, Missy can join us today so to give us some insight. But I think that I, I've made great gains in uh, the power of forgiveness. I've seen it, you know, and the story that we might get into might not. Like, it took me a long time to get to a place of forgiveness in certain individuals in my life. And I yeah. felt the spiritual freedom from it. And I felt like how it changed the core of my existence because of it. But I still hold on to like little negating, like weird resentments, you know, and I need to like, let go of those sooner. I think I do eventually let go of them, but I hold on to them for too long. And like, even now, like, yeah, it's gonna sound like way off topic, but I'll bring it back. Like we're entering, we're in an election year. And this is the first time that I've ever been sober during an election year. And it seems like this election year is really raw. And there's a lot of stuff at stake. And I find myself getting like really hurt and personalizing the some people's political views and i need to learn forgiveness and learn understanding and not everyone thinks like i think and those are like the small little things i need to let go of but today i think we're going to talk about big spiritual revolutions of forgiveness and i think you're kind of starting your path on that you know we'll talk more about that in a future time if you want but well you know and we already talked about this that i have had some big moments of forgiveness yeah. on some of like the major traumas that already were identified for me and then i named that and you were like well isn't that going to be a whole other topic and i was like i guess i mean i feel like it all overlaps okay. <laughs> but i i feel like there's some other things that i want you guys to um talk about because we have missy who is our um guest as well who will will bring in shortly here um do you want to talk about like the big parts of your story that you've that you've maybe found the most power in bringing forgiveness to? Um, yeah, I, I will try not to make it all about me. You know how I always like try to walk that fine line between like ego and helpfulness. So basically, you know, I grew up in a, a very, very dysfunctional, abusive childhood. Um, I won't get into the depths of the abuse because I feel it's unfair of me to air someone else's dirty laundry that that loudly, but it was a very, very abusive childhood. And I, I was hanging on to it for a very, very long time. And especially my alcoholism. Uh, in my disease, alcoholism loves anger. It loves, you know, anger and fear and resentments are definitely the number one offender. And I, I, I was hanging on to this for decades how abusive my parents were and how they were stuck in their own addic addiction. And about three and a half years ago, um, I was home alone in a house in Orange. I was running a room out of, and someone broke in and that person beat me uh, nearly to death. And uh, it's really a beating that saved my life, actually. You know, it was a very, very traumatic event. I, I, very lucky I survived it. And I want to make it clear, like, I'm not a victim in this. Like, I really, I'm a survivor of it. But it really, yeah. it really made me face myself. You know, go, like, I was courting death for so long, so long, my alcoholism. I was so suicidal. I was so sure I didn't want anything to do with this life experience. And so being beat to death and coming back, I had to really look at myself. And that started my journey of sobriety. 
And because of that sobriety journey, I really had to face all these things I was holding on to, you know, all these deep rooted angers and uh, all these resentments and like, how unfair life and my parents were. And it took me on this journey where I had to recognize my part on it. And I came to realize that like all this anger that I had towards my parents for not being perfect and for being sick, I really wielded that as a sword to hurt other people and cut mm. other people down. And it, and longs a long, long story short, eventually, you know, I hadn't seen my father in a, many, many years going through this journey. And I had just done, you know, the amends and to, for a lot of people, including yourself, as I was going down this journey, and I ran into my father. And because of that work that I had been doing and really recognizing like that, that, that anger was not doing anything for anyone, I was able to actually hug my father and forgive him and release all those toxins. And it had been, mm. I've been clinging to it for like 20 years, you know, 20 years of anger and venom in my heart and in my soul, just making me sick. So it's really shown me like the utmost power of forgiveness and how if we enact it, but I think one of the really important things about forgiveness is you can't fake it. You know, I've tried to do some fake forgiving and it's just, I think it's, it makes you sicker to pretend that you forgive someone or try to make an amends for amends sake or try to just, you know, make bygones be bygones. But if you're holding on to it, and you don't do the spiritual work. I think you can double down on how sick it will make you. Well, so, let's talk about this because I'm sure that there's people that are listening and um, they have a different perspective because they're like, well, why would he forgive these persons, these people that brought him physical harm? Why would he forgive someone why would i forgive somebody that brought some kind of harm to me so what what do you have to share on that because i know that you have a powerful perspective for people that are there right now i mean the truth is why not i mean what is holding on to that harm doing holding on to that harm does not fix the harm holding that harm is not going to make that person see the light of day that's their journey holding on to that harm and those toxins, you know, they always say like, you know, anger and resentments are like, you know, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I mean, why not? And this human journey for me is about yeah. mistakes and not just minor mistakes, not just, you know, tripping and falling or, you know, like saying something rude. We make big mistakes in this life journey. And what I was really, really, I learned early on in the program of recovery is if I'm going to go about and ask for forgiveness, and let's be real, I had to ask you for forgiveness because I really hurt our friendship many years ago. If I'm going to ask for forgiveness, I better be ready to give it. And, you know, if I'm going to go around and ask people like you to reenter my life and see me in a new light, I better be willing to give it. And we're all, we're all humans. We're all just stumbling through this. I mean, some may have a little bit more knowledge, a lot more knowledge than others, but we're all just humans. Like we're just souls on a human journey, making mistakes left and right. And I think it's really for our benefit to forgive, not forget, but to forget. I started to smile because I was remembering us at Olive Garden. <laughs> the world, to have a serious conversation. The, the world's like, most awkward amends ever. I wish it would have been videotapes because <laughs> I'd be like holding your hand and like telling you like Ashley, you know, the way and the, how is everything, guys? <laughs> How's your appetizer? And we're like, dude. <laughs> the server was like the cutest little like puppy and he was like new and he wanted to like 
be our friend. And we were like having this like serious moment of like reconnecting and sort of like spilling our hearts out over breadsticks and fried lasagna. <laughs> and like, he was not reading the table. Like we always talk about like reading your tables when we were in the restaurant industry. He was like not reading the situation at all. And we were like giving him one word answers. We're just like, it's great. Thank you. It's great. Thank you. And, he's and like, then like table over here. I gotta tell you guys. He's like, I'm all teary-eyed at like asking you to take my meds. And we're like, dude, we got it. And that one point you wanted to hook him up with your sister, though. Let's be real about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it's like. And I remember like thinking as well, like that you were like coming to like ask my forgiveness. And I was telling you, which I, I'm sure is not the case with everyone, but I'm like, well, I had already forgiven you. I was like, I had already let go of that like a long time ago. I wasn't holding on to that. I was just happy to like see you thriving and feeling a much different energy from you. And I was just like, wow, like I, I honestly feel like our, frequencies like our paths were just like realigned and so it was just a very different experience from my shoes because I was just like well yeah that's that's not here now well I mean I think the toughest thing for me when it comes to forgiveness is forgiving the people that aren't necessarily asking for forgiveness or see the air in their ways I think it's so easy and it kind of strokes our ego when someone does come to us and ask us for forgiveness that we're like resentful for we're like oh yeah like you're finally recognizing that you harmed me but the real spiritual work is those who will never see the air of their ways or you know have mm. passed on and you know you'll never get that chance to have that face to face or they'll never have that on their journey to really that's the spiritual work you know and yeah. my, parents, my parents still my father in that moment was able to finally release a lot of things and admit a lot of things but I will probably never see my mother again um, before one of us passes. And I've made peace with that. And I've really made peace with her. And I truly can say I love my mother, even though I'll probably never see her again. And I don't necessarily want her in my life experience. I, I can love her now because I understand. I get it. We get sick and we do things that are regrettable. And sometimes our only survival tactic is denial. And I really think that's where my mother's at. And yeah to learn that the air of human experiences. And what you've always talked about, James, is like how it's like making sure that our side of the street is clean, like so to speak. And that, I don't know if you said it in this way yet, but that forgiving someone does not necessarily mean that you're welcoming them back into your life experience. You're letting go of it for you to let go of that so that you are at peace with it. And how we've been reading, um, well, I guess studying and sort of rereading the the untethered soul, how it talks about that concept of samskaras and how we have these emotions and different things from the past that that the energy um, stays within us and that when we release it, it's like less things that we're actually triggered by, less things that we're going to project or have to kind of go through again in a different way to read until we really like learn the lesson. And so. Um, that's something I wanted you to touch on as well. And then we'll bring in Missy. Well, I, I think that to say that we forgive for only ourselves is part of the picture. I think if you want to have a beautiful life experience, and I, I truly believe we're here to ultimately have a, a beautiful life experience with trials and tribulations sprinkled throughout. But universally, I think it's important to bring forgiveness. 
because when you're walking around with all these harms and these angers and these hurts, you, you emote a different energy. You're contributing less to this world. Your, your vision's askew. Even if you think that you've gotten over it and you haven't, I think, I know I'm sounding like way like metaphysical on this, but like when you, you carry yourself differently, you contribute less to the world when you're blind with anger or sadness or resentments. And of course I didn't invent that, you know, our side of the street, that's program talk, but I really value it in my, my everyday existence that I can only take care of my side of the street. I can keep it as clean as possible. And however, my neighbor across the street takes care of theirs, that's their journey. And yeah. so it's so fucking hard sometimes, so fucking hard. You, uh, you know this, and I think you're kind of feeling this right now. I'm sure we'll get into it later on in a different cast, but you know, it's so fucking hard when our neighbor's a fucking slob across the street, so to speak. <laughs> And we like really want to be control freaks about it, but like letting go, it's so empowering to forgive and let go. And it's yeah, watch it play out. And I think Missy has a lot. Yeah, to let's bring in Missy. Okay. All right, Missy, we're gonna pull you in, girl. Get ready for this. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yay! I've never done this before, so. Virgin. Right. <laughs> How are so you, my love? Amazing. So it's funny because you asked me last night about this topic and like um, my ego was like planning what I was going to say. And so really I'm a little nervous because um, I didn't plan anything. And like yeah. I've learned from experience that when I turn it over to like I say universe, God, whatever, it's something that I don't understand, but that's what I use. So if I'm throwing around the word God and universe, that's kind of how I'm where I'm at right now. You're in the yeah. right place. So I did want to invite anyone that's watching right now, whether on Facebook or on YouTube, to ask questions, to add your wisdom, to share your story. We can pull it in and sort of like we're, we're doing this live right now. So if there's other ways that you want to get involved, it's really our intention to um, invite you in. Is there anything, Missy, you heard me say like a short little piece about like kind of honoring where everyone's at and sort of choosing what they want to hear what they want to invite into their day today. Is there any maybe trigger warnings for somebody that we might want to put out there right now? Absolutely. Um, my path to forgiveness has had, um, I've had to experience a lot of trauma and a lot of it self-induced. So um, there's a death of a child involved in my story of forgiveness, um, some domestic violence in my story, um, a daughter that got adopted um, that I, I not willingly let go. So there are some trigger things. Um, and I'm really praying that I don't trigger anybody, but I'm also able to tell my truth because my intention yes. is to know how I got there. So I just want to totally. put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know you. that, um, yeah, I've been in, um, you know, groups, process groups where people get too deep in their trauma and you can actually trigger traumatize somebody talking about your own trauma. So I don't want to focus too much on that. Just how I got to the points of forgiveness that I've gotten. And it's been, an amazing journey. And it's a trip because, um, you know, I too am in sobriety and I found myself about, um, six weeks ago and so much resentment and hatred towards somebody in my life that I literally almost picked up. I felt like I was going to pick up. And so this was a process and I've never experienced a level of forgiveness that I'm walking through right now, which is crazy that James asked me to do this. So it's not by accident, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Missy, can I just back up your story a little bit? And uh, Absolutely. Kind of, I know you don't want to touch too heavily on it, but as much as you're willing to reveal, because it can help someone else. You Absolutely. Know, uh, let's start, you know, 
at the beginning of this journey, you know, uh, with your the situation with your children, if you'll go there. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about the forgiveness for your parents. And I remember the first resentment, like I had at eight years old was like, I hated my mom. She was an alcoholic and I cannot fathom in my mind, in my little eight year old mind, I cannot fathom that. Um, and it wasn't even, it was emotional neglect. It, it wasn't, um, but it hurt, you know? And the forgiveness that I walked through with my mom was that on this journey, um, I, I, I became my mom and I had to experience doing um, my acts being more severe to my children to, to to understand that my mom did love me and come to a place of acceptance and forgiveness that she did the best job that she knew who I in that moment. She had the same alcoholic spiritual disease that I had. So that was a really humbling um, experience. And that how I, that was how I forgave my mom. And, you know, um, so now as far as my children, James, where do you want me to start with that? Wherever you feel comfortable. I mean, so there's with, a lot. With, with self-forgiveness, you mean that journey? Because well, that. Well, oh. let's, so let's kind of break it down. I don't want to, you know, tell your story, but, you know, okay. in your disease, you know, you had a child that unfortunately was lost. So if you care to explain those circumstances as much as you're willing, I don't want to push too hard on the no. bruise. Absolutely. So the story with my children is my initial first child I had. Um, I look back now for selfish reasons. Um, the father did not want children. I just wanted a baby at that point. I had a void inside me and I was going to love this child. No, he was going to love me. I was going to love him and I was going to be the perfect mother. And that was going to fix me, you know? And, um, I ended up relapsing on drugs and that took him down a really horrible journey of boys homes and things like that, you know? So in 2012, I went to a treatment center and, um, hated myself, had no self forgiveness for, for bringing this child. And I medicated and I, um, I fraternized, got in a relationship with the man in treatment and I got pregnant with twins. And in that moment, that was, again, I believe that that was my um, second chance at, you know, I was never going to do to them what I had done. I was super, um, when I use the word delusional, I don't mean like full blown crazy psychosis. I mean, lies and denial and all these things when I say delusional. So mm -hmm. I was super delusional. And what ended up happening is um, I relapsed while pregnant and I used with those babies and, um, that was the most powerless feeling. And, you know, if you're a mother and you have the love for a child as much as I had and not being able to use uh, or to stop using. So anyways, my son was born and he had breathing problems. And I remember reaching out to God because I had a 911 God at that time that I called, where I called and, you know, pleaded with God, let my baby be OK. And I swear to you. And I meant that wholeheartedly, you know, I'd never do to him what I did to my other child, to my other child. And I went home with that baby with those babies. And, um, I ended up relapsing. And while I was, um, intoxicated on the couch the my son's dad took him to bed, he was two months old and he rolled over and he, and he suffocated to death, you know? And, um, and in my eyes, I believed that, um, I had broke my deal with God and God had taken my son. Right. So I hated God. I had this resentment towards God. And at that point, my only solution was drugs and alcohol. And so I self-medicated and, mm -hmm. um, and so um, the state stepped in and took his twin sister, which thank God, you know, because she wasn't safe in my care. And um, and then so what ended up happening was I stayed on the streets and um, and then I came to California. Um, my son's dad, my oldest son's dad owned treatment centers and he um, had me in a treatment center and I'm going to treatment and I have nine months sober in all my eyes. I believe I've started to trust God a little bit that I deserve my daughter back. Like I had learned my lesson about my son's death and um, 
I believe that. And what happened was they terminated my rights to my daughter. And I couldn't comprehend. I was so delusional in that moment that I couldn't see. And what I experienced through all these things is that conflict always precedes clarity. So in that moment, mm -hmm. I'm never able to see when I'm walking through that. Um, and what ended up happening was she was adopted by an amazing family. And um, she has a better life than I could ever give her, you know? And like, um, and so that's the story with my children. But um, it's been a process for the, the forgiveness. And I've been blessed with um, things like, um, I believe that on a personal note, I believe that my son was drug affected and had severe, when I look back, you know, had severe issues. I don't know if he would have made it through this life without a lot of pain and suffering. So in my spiritual journey, I believe that, you know, he was, I believe in an afterlife or something. And I have proof, you know, like um, I feel my son all the time, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was walking down the street and I had like, was emotional and I was like, just show me something. And like, I kid you not, these clouds, you know, there were angel wings that came into, I have pictures, like I have tangible proof and I've been blessed enough. And it's only because I seek and I've been able to like, um, to get my ego and my self guilt that loves to blame me and myself and others and believe that I don't always know what's best. And in the end, if I can take my control out of it and there's no mistake that I've made that like, um, the universe hasn't swooped up and saved and blessed me with, if that makes any sense, I don't know, but it took a long time to get there. And I spent a lot of years of, um, trying to kill myself with drugs and alcohol to numb this pain of losing my children, you know? And when I got sober for the longest time before I seek God universe or whatever, I would get sober and just coming to the terms that I was never getting my children back. Like one son had passed, my daughter, I couldn't see the blessing in that. I and so my only coping skill was the self-hatred and the guilt. My, my, um, my solution was drugs and alcohol, you know? Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I didn't get sober two years ago because um, I wanted to, what was happening for me, and this might be a trigger about suicide, I was attempting suicide attempts, really serious suicide attempts. And I was waking up in psych wards. And um, so when I sought so sobriety, which was the beginning to dry my brain out to introduce the spiritual connection I had, it wasn't because I wanted to get sober. I wanted relief from the pain and the guilt for a life that I could not accept. Wow. That's, that resonates so much with me. And I, I think a lot of people that don't really understand addiction, because it's a hard thing to really understand is that like when we drink and use, like you and I have, you know, done most of our life, it's not necessarily for this, like, oh, this is going to be a great time. It's really our solution for life. We can't get through life without it. You know, and I love that you say that, that that's how you were like really coping with what had happened with your children. But I just want to ask you something, you know, mm -hmm. it sounds like it was twofold for you, like getting through self-forgiveness, you know, for, you know, what happened to your child and forgiveness to the person that, you know, rolled over on your child. Right. Was there separate journeys in that? And did one come easier than the other? So initially, and this sounds, um, I loved this man very much and I could see that he loved as sick and toxic cause he was, he was abusive to, um, he was abusive to me. Um, and going back, I've, as far as that, I don't justify that, but now I believe we both had our own emotional wounds and his abuse had absolutely nothing to do with me. It wasn't personal, you know, just like me using pregnant, I, that was nothing personal against those babies. I love those babies more than anything, but whatever sickness, emotional wounds on top with my drug addiction, um, causes me to act out of character, unspiritual, to do 
oh my gosh, that that's one of the worst things to me that somebody could do. And so him immediately, I can honestly say, I was able to empathize with him. Like I knew the guilt and shame I felt for being in the other room. I couldn't imagine him. I did not, I was at that point able to be like, oh my God, please let him make it through this because I couldn't imagine him knowing how his life was going to turn out. I didn't know, you know, like that was an accident. He was intoxicated in the bed. In no way was that ever meant to happen. So with him, I was able to like, um, I immediately felt God bless me with an empathy to him. You know, I knew he didn't mean it. And I, and I knew my own pain and guilt. So I couldn't imagine what his meant. And, and I was scared for him and what his life was going to look like having to walk through that, you know? So with that one, um, but you know, as far as the, um, the forgiveness thing, you know, so go ahead, James, because I think I'm going to well, go off. <laughs> no, you're all good to go off topic, but you know, it sounds like you took it, the brunt of it out on yourself. Is that correct? So the journey of self-forgiveness was much harder than say forgiving someone else, even though technically they did the physical acts, right? So Absolutely. You're, so I was just trying to separate the two because for I, I'm the same way with myself, I'll beat myself to death and I'll let someone off the hook first. You know what I right. mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and in, And I haven't been that way with everybody. Like this last relationship I got out of, um, I hated and resented him more than the man who rolled over on my child. I don't, I can't explain it. It had to do with the different emotional wounds that I walked through with each of them. And his was so severe. It was easy for me for my denial to be blindsided and be like, if I put myself in that man's place, I don't even think, I don't know how I could have handled that. Maybe I don't know, you know? So for him, it, I was blessed with immediate forgiveness and like, just, I wasn't so much, um, I don't know. I was blessed with that. I don't have an explanation. I'm not going to try to pretend either. I don't know. I just was able to put myself immediately in that man's position. And I saw the love that he had for his children. He had the same disease that I did. And if I could use pregnant with those babies, he could go to sleep with this baby sleeping next to him. And his intentions were never to roll over on him. And I was blessed with enough, um, I don't clarity to see that, you know, cause that poison resentment for me is poison. Like it controls mm -hmm. everything in my life. It blocks the sunlight of the spirit of the universe. It keeps me from helping others. I'm so sucked up in self and victimized by this stuff that I'm really sick, you know? So with yeah. that one, I was blessed on this last one. I just walked through. I was, I stayed sick for a super long time, like five years. And I, within the last three months was able to be free of this. And that's mm -hmm. crazy to me because I didn't even see it when it was going on. That's how delusional my self-centeredness and my ego is. You know, I just uh, listened to this thing about the alcoholics ego, how we have like these three parts. We have this child that cannot take frustration. Then we have this matriarch. That's like, if you're not going to do what I say off with your head and <laughs> Right. And that's why where I got, you know, and um, and then this other person that rushes through life. And James, you know me, I talk fast and I'm never in the moment. <laughs> I'm never in the moment until recently I've been able to stay in the moment because when I'm in the past and when I'm in the future, if I'm not directly in this moment, I'm either in resentment or I'm in anxiety, you know, mm -hmm. and that has not been an easy process. Like I literally surrender and I spend and this isn't to like brag, but in order for me to get to where I am every day, I spend an hour like I have different rituals. I smudge and I pray that God use my hands to help people, you know, my mind for clarity, my feet to remain humble, my heart that he gives me strength for any pain that's coming and to and for resentment, you know, so there's different rituals I do and I read my pages to tell me how I'm going to go. So there's different things where I got here, but it's crazy. Cause am I allowed to show what book I'm reading right now? Yes. Yeah, of course. 
So Unless this you're being book, paid to. No, this book <laughs> is Mastery of Love. And there's so much on forgiveness here. And it's I've studied it like obsessively, right? Like highlighted. Um, and before I've read it, I've prayed that God just universe open my eyes and let me see what I need to see in this moment. So you know, I, on, as far as the resentments, it almost tore me up, you know, and no, walking through all this and, and this is the insanity, how resentment, my resentments take me is walking through this journey, like knowing my son died as an, as a result of me getting loaded and knowing that my daughter, even though it turned out, got adopted because I couldn't stop using knowing my son, my 18 year olds now in California is depending on my sobriety because he's got six months sober. Mm -hmm. This resentment was so ugly. This crazy mind still considered picking up because I thought I couldn't handle these feelings, you know, and I couldn't help it. Like I had no coping skills. And so this book landed on my lap. My sponsor was like, I think you should read it. And it's about self-love. And it talks about how we each have these, emo these journeys. And like, we all start to get these emotional wounds, right? And like, um, we bond with people sometimes with these emotional wounds. And then we abuse each other from these emotional wounds in this cycle. And mm. so I think I'm getting it. And um, so I was in this relationship for five years and um, in and out our drug addiction and, um, and it came to an end, you know, I couldn't surrender it. Intellectually, I knew it wasn't healthy, um, but spiritually I'm doing things like finding things to justify it. I'm searching, I'm searching twin soul things and justifying that. I'm finding things in the big book to the wives of alcoholics, why I need to stay with someone who's physically abusive, like really delusional, you know, mm. and it ended. And um, and what happened, the, the, uh, the situation behind it was he fraternized, did the same thing while he was with me and he got a girl pregnant in treatment. So I was just sick, right? I couldn't, I couldn't let go. And so um, I thought I'd let it go. Like James was talking about the um, pretending to forgive, right? And I, I like to call it compliance. Like I know that I can forgive and I'm going to comply. And I really, I mean it, I, I can intellectually acknowledge it, but I couldn't feel it in my heart. I could not feel it. And I didn't know how. And so my experience was I'm driving home with a friend and I get this instant message. And I think that I'm, I'm over it and that I've forgiven him because I'm not obsessing on it. Right. And it comes this instant message and it's saying, I saw, you know, he, just an old friend, it doesn't really matter, talking bad about him and letting me know. And, and it stung for a minute and I'm like, whoa, it started the obsession again. And so I'm upset and um, I get home and I'm like praying for guidance to the universe. And so I open this book and literally it's on this part that talks about this wife that's going through this divorce and she's going to counseling and they're telling her to let all the emotion out and it'll be fine. And that it's triggered the exact same situation. She sees him and it triggers her. And like, that was like the universe bopping me on the head saying, listen, you know, and um, so the book just mm -hmm. went on to talk about that, you know, forgiveness is a practice and um, that his, his, this journey we went on, when I look at my part, I had these severe emotional wounds, severe, you know, I hadn't, I hated, he could not abuse me any more than I abused myself. The level mm -hmm. that I allow people to abuse me is, is, is a level above what I abuse myself. And um, it was a pattern and I stayed in it. And this part hit me, like, how do you forgive? Like, and it talked about acknowledging his emotional wounds and it was nothing personal. Like, honestly, it was nothing personal. None of the abuse was not personal. And so then it talked about how, like, when you're in a fight oh, with Missy, them, I'm going to pause you because I'm going to, I know we're getting close to the end of our time. So oh, I'm going to oh, bring okay. my most like coach-like self to sort of just refocus okay. us. Um, I want, what I want to do, um, is show you some love right now. I want to pull a few. Um, Gary is stopping in, and he had he had showed you <laughs> some love as well. And um, we're getting close. I know to the end of um, 
the time here. I, I would love to have you sort of end with anything that you think would be useful for someone, whether it's this book. And um, I always hear you guys say to look for the similarities, not the differences. So Missy's story might be completely different. The way that I see it is like, if both of you can forgive um, something that's like at that magnitude, then everyone else has no reason to be hanging on to all the shit that they're hanging on to. So I'd love for you to maybe just give someone uh, maybe a, a wisdom nugget or something to point them to so that they can sort of take this and apply it to their own um, journey. And um, what would that be for you if you had for a little me? wisdom nugget? Yeah, well, for someone else that might be on a di different journey, um, no matter just, where they're at of forgiveness, yeah. Just that the acknowledgement that anything that anybody has done to me, it honestly wasn't personal, it was their there are things that they went through in life and I was just happened to be, you know, intertwined in it. It was not personal. And I've only learned that from walking through experience, doing some awful, terrible things. And I, and it wasn't personal to those other people. Yeah. Thank you, Missy. I want to show Missy some love as well, because Missy, I feel like I've had like the honor of going and seeing James speak and hearing other people's stories and the power of you coming and, and both of you really sharing your stories in this capacity is going to be so powerful because I feel like that shame that we carried because the shame and the forgiveness I feel like are so intertwined but that when we let something sort of be out there in the light and we're willing to to share it like it really cannot have any hold over us it can't have that shame over us so I feel like there's going to be a lot of healing that that comes from people just witnessing you, Missy, and where you're at. So I just really want to thank you and show you a lot of love and gratitude for just being here with us and, and being raw and, and real. I really appreciate you. You know thank how I feel you. about you, baby. You're amazing. <laughs> just keep on keep on doing what you're doing, girl. I'm so proud of you. And you you absolutely can help a lot of not only women, but men. And I'm so proud of you. And thank you for coming on and sharing your journey. Thank you, you guys. I love you. I love you too. Thank you, Missy. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, well. Yes, what's here for you? Uh, what? What's here for you right now? Um, just, I, I think Missy will uh, agree to, I'm glad she got to kind of share that and put that out to the universe. But uh, something that was really striking me was the, the irony that I hear in both our stories that we kind of became the thing that we started out resentful for and mm -hmm. how, you know, there's that saying that like, if you live long enough, you'll become the villain of the story. You know, we start up these resentments towards our parents and we become yeah. our parents and, you know, and it, I've witnessed a lot of people like, you know, hate someone because they cheated and they end up cheating. So it's like, you know, I never, Missy was talking about, you know, those were his emotional wounds and that's why he would abuse me. And I understand that. It doesn't mean you condone abuse. It doesn't mean you stay in abuse, but that's a way of healing, you know? Mm. You, can, you can understand this person acted this way and it had nothing to do with me, but that doesn't mean you stick around for it. You know, I don't want anyone to think forgiveness is compliance and staying in a toxic situation. Um, yeah. Forgiveness is absolutely moving on with your life without that baggage in your heart. Anything come up for you? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like as well to really keep this relatable to 
anyone that's coming here. I also want to honor that it's in those small everyday moments, how Mi Missy talked about self-forgiveness. Like I've been really like practicing self-forgiveness when I have that really loud inner critic that's trying to give me this narrative of who I am or where I didn't show up enough. And, um, really just sort of let that shit go because I don't want to carry it around with me through the rest of the day. Like I had a, a call that I was on and I feel like this world was built for men a lot of times and that for women, it's like all the time. It's like hard for us. We have these little kids and we have businesses and we're trying to show up to these fucking Zoom amazing <laughs> networking things. And I'm just like, yes, I'm here for it. And I'm a mom and my kids are playing and I want to like network and I'm going to do both. But then it's like, then your kids are like, Jude is like in the camera and like Sage is like crying. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm realizing I'm like taking away from other people's experiences who probably happen to have a sitter that day. Whereas I just didn't at that time. And I felt so embarrassed and I got off the call and I was like almost crying and it seems so stupid, but I was like, I felt really like embarrassed. Like I was disrespectful to other people. And I've been learning this like technique that's kind of related to the tapping. And I was like telling myself like, even though I feel embarrassed, I completely love and accept myself. And I just started doing this technique just to sort of release that um, emotional charge that I that I had around it. Because I feel like for that, for me, in those moments, it's like self-forgiveness of like, if I feel this way, I'm okay. If this happened, if I have this moment of it, I don't want to keep how Missy talked about being in that past and keep reliving that thing that I felt, that emotion that I felt over and over again so that I just stay in that frequency. And so for me, I feel like it's even in the small day-to-day -day things that I, that's where I'm really honing in right now is like, how do I continue to forgive myself and always love and accept myself despite where I was at in the moment before? I, well, I love that. It, program wise, it's called morbid reflection. And when we get in morbid reflection, it's so fucking useless, but we're so fucking obsessed with morbid reflection. Like, you know, you, you have Anjude all up in the camera and Sage being, you know, baby and all of that. Like, but for me, like if you're, if you're doing the work, you, you need to continuously forgive yourself and surrender that emotion every day. Cause you're doing the work. You know, when I walk people through their own sober journey, like, you know, they get this morbid reflection about shit they did in the past. And like, well, look where you are right now. You know, you're talking to your sponsor about this. You got such and such days sober. Like what, why are you beating yourself up when you're doing the work? And you're definitely a person that does the work every day to be the best woman you can be, the best teacher, the best coach, the best friend. So like that morbid reflection is so fucking useless because you're not being ignorant to where you can improve, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think if you try to stay in ignorance to where you can improve, then maybe reflect on, you know, fuck, I'm really not attending to life, but you are always in attendance for life. And I, I value you for that. I value you for that. I value you more. Okay. Um, so is there, is it an open group that they could share if they want to join the group where we post these episodes each week do, or do they have to be invited to our spiritual rebels and roundtables group i think they can look it up i think it's open right now and if not we'll definitely open it but we do have uh, our own facebook page because i don't want to yes. bombard everyone with information unless they are down to hear it oh i don't fucking care they I can follow i'll do a screen share <laughs> and if you don't want to you could unfollow free will choice there but 
I'm gonna keep doing my thing and posting it. You do your thing, and then we'll we'll make our choice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love you, and thank you for again for you know this and for having this forum to really talk. Um, if anyone, if I don't know, it's just such a huge topic to me that's ongoing. You know? Yeah. There's. I feel like everything of course connects to everything else, but where, you know, it's all the same energy expressing itself in different ways through us and things and situations. And um, I, I'm not sure what we're calling the topic next week or if we might back out of it because I know what we intentioned it to be next week, but then I'm just like, well, shit, that's another fucking heavy topic. I'm like, can we bring some lightness to this please? Like next week? Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see what we decide. I don't know. Do you think we should invite Jada to the round table seeing what's going on with like her and Will? Like, do you think that we should like have a topic for her and see if she well, give her a little invite? I'm just kidding. Just on that though, I, I find it kind of hysterical. And I, I probably like, I don't care. Like, I think it's really ironic that people want to talk shit on Jada when both Jada and Will were at the table and they were talking about it. And they clearly have forgiven each other and clearly worked through it. And people like want to call her a hoe and a tramp and all this shit. It's oh, like, no. it's like, why, you, like, why are you casting stones like that? She's doing the work. He's doing the work. So I think, you know, Jada Pinkett's really a fucking Pinkett Smith is really an inspiration. And I get Jada, come on anytime. I like how we're trying to act like we have like power to get celebrities on here. <laughs> hey, you know what? We don't, but we can co-create with the universe. The universe does. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> true, true that, true that. It's like if we could get Jules, who is amazing and sort of huge in the drag community, then why couldn't we like get more people? You never know. Well, I just I love having a conversation with my best friend, and I love everyone that joins us. And that's that's it. That's my well. That's experience. a wrap. That's a wrap for today. Uh, we're sending you guys a lot of love, and um, just keep loving yourselves a little bit more each day. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening today. We wanted to invite you to join us in an interactive space that we've created on Facebook. So if you go over to Facebook and search Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable, you can join the group and you can have conversations with us. You can talk about different questions that you have before we announce the topic that we'll be roundtabling about. You can request certain topics. You can exchange with us and the others that have come up to the virtual roundtable. So we hope to see you there.